Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Roan and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. So Lisa, this week we are talking about why routines actually become habit and how business suffers from that. You and I, when we started to come up with this idea, thought, oh my gosh, this is such a good topic. This is going to be one of my favorite podcasts that we've done so far. I can already that? tell you that. I think you say that a lot. I do say it a lot, but I really mean it about this. Well, everyone, I think one, I think we're getting better, or at least I think we're getting better. We're having, we're having fun. More fun. More fun. Yeah. But when we outline sort of what we wanted to talk about today, it really sort of excited me because I could see my personality in this and I could see your personality yes. in this. And some people might say that resonates. Yes, it resonates. And if it resonates loudly, with us, loudly. it's going to resonate with our listeners. We're pretty sure about it. So we can all resonate with what's a habit. So let's focus on the first part of the title, which is habits. So what are some habits? And I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. And he said, I have found myself at work constantly putting out fires. And apparently, I'm pretty good at it because I keep getting more and more responsibility that involve things that are always on fire. (laughs) And he chalked it up as, I just must be good at that. And my immediate thought was, I know how smart you are, and I know that the value of thinking forward is so much better than the value of fixing old problems from the past. So we talk about putting out fires and and putting out fires are a pretty big deal. Companies need that. Companies need putting out fires. But the problem is when you're good at putting out fires, you're just like my friend, right? You get allocated more fires. That's why people are dedicated firemen. Yes. Because They just do fires, right? But if you're at work and that's what you do, it's a pretty tiring job. Oh, and you never get anything else done. And you leave work and you're no different from anybody else. You have ideas of how to make it better. You have ideas of how to grow and do things. That's called caged vision that's getting built up And the problem is when you have a firefighting outfit and suit and everything that you put on when you walk in the door, you can never find a way towards unlocking that case division because all you're doing is firefighting. And that's a tough spot. So we're talking about today finding those habits. We're going to talk a lot about firefighting, but we're talking about really what are those habits and how do you hunt down those routines that not only become bad habits, but just prevent you from creating cage vision. So if some of you've never heard me say this before, there is a book 
called, it's my favorite book of wait, all wait, time. Wait, 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 let me guess, let me guess. The Power of Habit. By Charles, Charles Duhigg. Duhigg? With That's really G's. his name? With two G's. Okay. I mean, I own the book. I, I just, I know it's your favorite. Carrie Duhigg would be a good name. Carrie Duhigg. Yes. I think that rolls off would. the tongue pretty good. It's kind of like a name from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I would say, hey, Carrie Duhigg, two G's. See? Okay, we're chasing squirrels. So The Power of Habit. Tell me why you like it, and then tell this Fabrice story, because okay, okay. I love All the right, Fabrice story. So The story. Power of Habit. It talks about how habits happen, right? Charles Duhigg calls it the habit loop, and the habit loop starts with a cue. There's some sort of cue that somewhere in our brain says, huh, I need to do something. And whatever it is, it's a cue that then you go and form a routine whenever you receive that cue. And then after you have received that cue, perform that routine, there's a reward at the end, some sort of reward. Okay, okay? give an example. Give an example. Yes. Let's go back to the firefighter. You want me to do the Febreze? I want you to do the Febreze. So the Febreze, one of the examples, the research Charles did for the book, he was talking about Febreze. So Febreze happened by accident in a lab, okay? And they found out that, wow, this kills odor. And it was a byproduct of something else that they were doing. But they said, you know what? We can market this to people with stinky homes and a bunch of dogs. And was, didn't they do cats. like animals, cats, and dogs yeah. or something? And so that's where and it, the product wasn't moving. And they were confused. They were like, These, their house stinks to high heaven. What in the world? Right? So they started studying this. Like, why would someone with 15 cats not buy this product? What they found was the person that has 15 cats doesn't know their house smells. No, they've gotten, they've become accustomed to it, Ugh. right? Ugh. So if you're a listener and you have 15 cats, no offense. And I'm sure your house doesn't smell, but maybe you should buy some Febreze. Well, but go ahead okay. and buy it. For Just your go guests. Ahead. For, for your guests. guests. Anyway, yes. so then they decided to study the Febreze. So, like, what would make people use Febreze? And so they used uh, some women that said, I like a clean household. So they took this pocket of women that said, I like to clean house and it's something I do. And they gave them this Febreze product. They just gave them and they filmed them. And as they cleaned, what they found was the last thing they did on a room that was perfectly clean and the bed made and the pillows all done, made up perfect. The last thing they did was a squirt of Febreze. I love that. Because it gave them a sense of reward and sort of a refreshing smell to the room. And as a reward for a job well done that they, so they completely remarketed it and it started flying off the shelf. Isn't that fabulous? This, I mean, to me, that's just the perfect example of what you're talking about. Yes. And you know what? Let's go back to, because I think it's worth talking about. Let's go back and let's say that you're that person at work and you're a firefighter. Okay. What's the cue? Oh my gosh, it's the phone call or the email that triggers mass chaos and hysteria. Right. There's and a spark somewhere. A decision has to be made and it has to be made now, right. today. Something flares up and then the routine is everybody jump up. Let's have a meeting. Everybody yeah. gather together. We got we to gotta handle this now. And it's a, typically sort of a group effort. But then there are those that fall away from the group because they say, I don't want any part of that. But there are <laughs> others that thrive in that. They love it. And here's why. Once they get up and they solve that problem, the reward is affirmation. 
the reward is thank yous. And if they don't get that many thank yous or affirmation in other places at work, they're going to go towards those firefights. Okay, Because the, they know they can solve the problem and right. get an attaboy. That's right. The problem with that is if you take those people that all they do is firefight and you say, hey, can you write me your job description? They can't do it because all they do is, fight is firefight. Fires. They don't know what happens when there's not a fire. Wow. And those are smart people. They have caged vision. They just can't unlock it. And how many firefighters do you know in a business environment that lasts a long time? They burn out. They get tired. Yeah, they do. They get really, really tired. So, Lisa, the problem. Well, when you have this behavior and you're a firefighter, you just naturally attract problems because people know that you are a problem solver. And so they just bring everything to you because they know that you'll fix it. Yes. And but, why, why are we telling people to focus on the future and not solve past problems? Because, because a fire is based on a past decision. Correct. Right? Because past decisions are less valued than future decisions. There has to be a way to move work forward. And that's based on the future. Yes. What I call a thank you after a firefight is like a sugar high. And then you crash. And then you crash, right? You need some more to make it last, right? When you solve a problem that's built up based on a previous decision, right? The value that I place on that is low because I'm upset that we even got in that situation in the first place. We should have been better. We should have done better. We're better than this. We need better processes. All of those thoughts are going through someone's head. So although someone's very thankful in the immediate, that sugar high goes away real quick. When you're part of the vision casting, unlocking caked vision, you're talking about something that you're going to build on for one, two, three years. And I would much rather be part of that equation. Okay, but I am going to throw in an asterisk and a yes and. Okay. Because I do not want people that are listening to this podcast to think that you don't have to be a firefighter. It is that if you empower employees and your team to make decisions, and if you have things set up correctly, then the amount of fires will be less. Oh, I have such a good story to tell with that. But first, why don't you take them through the three takeaways? All right, I'll and do I the will three takeaways, and, and then I, I want to hear your story. And I will tell you, because I don't want anybody to hear that I'm saying don't solve the problems. I'm just right. solve them in a different way. Solve them in a different way. That's it. We're yes. just suggesting solve them in a different way. Don't be a firefighter every single day because you've got to look towards the future. Be the fire chief. Be the fire not chief. The firefighter. Nice. That was good. That was good. All right. Be the fire chief. <laughs> it really wasn't right. good. But right. here are the three takeaways. One, fix your decision-making process. Because if you have problems today, that is a result of a decision that was made yesterday, and you need to find the source for that and fix What's it. What's the problem with the decision-making process yes. and fix it? And fix that so it doesn't happen again. Because we need to stop anything. If it's recurring, mm, yeah, you, you got to stop, stop that. that. Stop right. that. Then... Don't fix the problem yourself because finding solutions to problems is good, but becoming the 
firefighter that fixes everything is bad and you'll only find yourself fractionally good at a lot of things. Yeah, so you're touching everything, you're in every decision, but... You're not getting anything done. You're not getting anything done. Not moving anything forward. And you are smarter than that. You have more to give. You're building the cage. Don't build oh, yeah. the cage. Yeah. Right? Let just, you work on your vision. Don't build a cage around yourself. Which means the third takeaway is... Unlock your cage vision. Sorry for the shameless plug, but yeah, you that's what you have to do. You have to empower others so that you have time to unlock this vision for what it is that's going to make it better in the future, which is part of the future conversation, okay. not the past. I want to hear the story. Okay, so about, gosh, 15 years ago. I don't know. You're looking at me like I know. I okay, know. let's call it 15 years ago because it doesn't age me as much, but it might be 17 years ago. Okay. I was working and I felt like I needed to take such control and make every decision that one day I looked up and literally there were seven people lined up and they all had a question for me. I couldn't do my job because I'm answering questions for them. And the last person was a guy named Slade. Slade worked in the warehouse and Slade comes up to me and after, you know, he's the seventh person. I'm tired. I said, Slade, what you got, man? He's like, Hey, uh, do you think that I should go to the post office now? (laughs) And, and he I, asked you if and, and he I, could go to the and post I, office? I did a pause just like that. Like, did he just ask me? I said, I don't know, Slate. Do you need to go to the post office? Yeah. Is now a good time? Yeah. Slade, why did you feel like you needed to wait in line behind six other people to ask me that question? And what he said was, well, you always grab us when there's something going on. I thought you might need me. So I had created my own cage and I had created the own firefighting scenario and it's just not a good idea. You were a firefighter. I was a firefighter. So the takeaway is, other than the three points that we talked about, the takeaway is if you are not an actual firefighter and if you've never been in a firefighter calendar, if you're not a kid and it's Halloween and you have a firefighting outfit, find another job. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes. Don't be a firefighter. And now it's your turn to think about that. We have a little exercise for you to perhaps work on a bad habit that you have that is preventing you from being the best you can be and unlocking your cage vision. So think this week about what it is that you do that needs to be replaced. In other words, what are you doing? What fires are you fighting that need to be replaced that someone else needs to put out? Then think about how did that happen, which is your cue. So is it a phone call or an email? What is it that triggers this flare up? And then what happens next? What's your routine? Does everyone gather in a conference room? Is there a flurry of 50 emails? What's the routine that occurs? And then why do you continue doing it? What is it that you receive from putting out this fire that makes it worthwhile to keep doing it? And that's the reward, right? And that's the reward. Yes. And so then what do they do? Go fix the reward. So let me tell you the story that Charles Duhigg does. He tells a story about he found himself at work and he had gained 10 pounds. And he thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to get a hold of this, right? And what he found himself is he's going to start to write down all of his habits or what he does. 
And he found himself at three o'clock every day getting up, going to the cafeteria, purchasing a cookie, and then talking to a group of people, talking to coworkers. So then he tried to change the habit here and there. And what he found was the cue was I've been working for a while, I need a break. The routine was to go get a cookie, to get a cookie, right? But the reward was not the cookie. The reward was the social interaction. So he changed the reward to go straight to the social interaction. You could get coffee or a cup of water. Really what he desired was the social interaction. The cookie was the path that he took. That is a great story. So what is the routine, the cue and the routine and the reward and then fix it? Yeah, reverse engineer it from the reward because you got to know what makes me want to do this, want to do this, right? I know that the cue is something, right? In the firefighting, it's an email, it's a phone call. We talked about the reward, which is a thank you and this affirmation. So what is it along the way that you can change so that you receive that, but you do it in a more functional and effective way? So if you've listened to this podcast, thank you. We love hearing from you questions at cagedvision.com. We want to hear from you. We want to talk through your scenarios. We want to help out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Caged Vision podcast. And don't forget to come back next week to hear more ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who just like you are subject matter experts and want more from their business.